Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. to the lazy geeks podcast comic con edition uh i am steven vargas i'm adam fucking riley oh coming at you <laughs> here to sling the hit top 40 hits <laughs> oh actually that might be distasteful to do that now well, right too soon didn't that dude die yeah since what are you worried about being too soon <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't really care. Forgot if he died. Weren't they hiding him in like a fucking in like a I almost said Indian camp? Oh my god, I'm a little tired. A Native American reservation? Something like that? No. I got all my news about it through Howard Stern. So <laughs> who knows? He yeah. likes to go off the rail a bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Where they hiding him on the moon? <laughs> they were hiding him with Tupac and Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, and Jimmy Hoffa too. Oh, of course, and Jimmy Hoffa. I love. I love. That reminds me. Um, I heard recently this person was uh on the news, the local news, and he said like Elvis was still alive, and I'm like, dude, if Elvis was alive, he'd be like 108 or something. <laughs> like, would he let it go? <laughs> Yeah, he. Well, I mean, did you ever see the? Oh God, what was that? Uh, shit. Oh well, I can't remember it. But um, Bruce Campbell did a did a movie where he was supposed to be Elvis, and he was in some kind of retirement home <laughs> in like some like far-reaching like boondock kind of convalescent home. Uh, Bubba. Oh, Bubba Hotep. And, oh yeah, I remember and that. Ozzie Davis was Kennedy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is our extended edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast because we will have some highlights from this year's San Diego Comic Con. Uh, but before we get into all that, a uh, couple of little things I wanted to touch on: Deadpool footage. It was cool. Oh my god. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, 
somehow, some way, uh, some test footage of Deadpool, the movie version, the, the proposed movie version, leaked online. Uh, these, this website got a hold of it, posted it on uh, Vimeo, and instead of YouTube, because YouTube's been cutting it out because of Fox, and for some reason, Vimeo still has it up. But uh, it's the fucking greatest thing I've <laughs> I've seen that them do with Deadpool, and it totally redeems whatever Fox did with fucking um, on X Men uh, Origins with the Wolverine. That was just what they did. It's the classic suit. Oh yeah, my it was God. good. The fact that he's rocking out to Gwen Stefani. Well, it kind of reminded me like what the best thing of a the best thing about a Deadpool movie would be is that he he always breaks the fourth wall. Like he's a, he's aware that he's in a movie or a comic book, right. and he talks to the audience. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, he breaks that fourth wall. He comes out there and just, you know, it's my shit. It's my shit. Oh, you're probably wondering why I'm wearing this red suit, so the enemies can't see me bleed. I hope they're wearing brown pants. <laughs> <laughs> what was awesome was just the just the the way his character was portrayed. It was Ryan Reynolds' voice. Um, it was it's it's really such. It, to me, it's kind of like like Adam said. I'm fearing that this is only going to be footage, like yeah, know where you know how they're going to see it as a possible movie. I really hope that's not the case. And I think one website kind of uh, raised the interesting question because you know this got leaked randomly because like who knows when this was made and how long ago, but. Could it have been leaked to see what the fans' reaction would be? You know, I think it was. To be honest, yeah, it's it's a little too convenient that it was leaked around Comic Con. Yeah, right after Comic Con, or yeah, and uh, it, it's quite possible, you know. And we have it on the website, lazygeeks.com. Uh, but it's just it's just such a great video, and I would love to see them do this. I mean, that shot where the <laughs> where the SUV's rolling over, and then he's in the window looking at that guy with the gun. And he pulls up that paper, which I guess is supposed to say something. Like, yeah, I couldn't see what it said, but yeah, this is disease, and I'm the cure. Well, maybe not the cure. Maybe that ointment that makes the, the topical cream, tropical cream makes it makes him suicide a little bit. Oh, but that's uh, so fucking funny. It, 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 it reminded it really, me just how much I love Deadpool. Yeah, and it really did. It did show that um, Ryan Reynolds is perfect for that role. Oh yeah. I I always thought so. Like if they go Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, it's like that makes so much sense. That's that's like a that's like a uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man situation. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. Like it didn't make sense him playing, you know, Hal Jordan. But no, you know, no, it th- didn't. This one makes a lot of sense. Not even a little bit. <laughs> but I I was so I was so pissed off. Like I I don't even like that mo- the entire movie. Because of what they what they did with the Deadpool character in the what was it the oh, first Wolverine yeah. movie or something yeah yeah I was like that's fucking ridiculous I can't even watch this now yeah. when the never how dare you <laughs> there's one thing you know, like and you know me I don't usually get upset when they change story things around for but that that wasn't just that was like disrespecting the character like you're just like ah fuck this character we're gonna turn him into some weird fucking freak yeah and we're gonna give him a hybrid of all the different powers of everyone else it's like just so he can die five minutes later right i was like what the fuck are you thinking 
so uh, something else that was uh, that was kind of interesting. Uh, this in in Adam and Adam reminded me a couple of years ago. He and I and um, two other people had went to Comic Con, and there was a small group of people on the corner. Uh, I guess they're proselytizing, you know, um, uh, Christianity. You know, like you know, it's hell without Jesus and things like that. Yeah. And um, this did you just, just say proselytizing? Is that even a word? Yeah. Huh. That's <laughs> weird. I did. I would have said soliciting, soliciting, <laughs> soliciting Jesus. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was interesting because there was a small group uh, near near Hall H, and you know they were, you know, you know just kind of sharing the word, if you will. Um, and I actually, I, I, and being at the con, you can't really get into everything that's going on but uh this one guy on bleeding cool actually got to ask them and then uh, you know said why are you protesting because that's initially what you think like these people you're holding like, picket signs you're holding you know. picket signs you're you know it was kirk cameron somewhere around there you know <laughs> it, was, it was one of those kind of things but uh one of the guys from bleeding cool asked one of the guys they said they're not actually they're not actually protesting the bible tells you to go out and preach the good news so though so they're here to have a good time and enjoy their lives on earth we're here to remind them that these things will pass away. Wonderful. <laughs> that's, that's what I don't get about religion, though, is that, like, we live in the United States. Okay. We know who Jesus is. Believe me. I hear, I hear his damn name 1,800 times a day. And not in my house. Just randomly, all over the place. In, at home, in the house, or on TV, you know, when I go to the store, like, everywhere. Not only that, I am aware that I am not immortal. I know this. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to the miracle of science, really. Religion really didn't help that. I know I'm going to die. So why do you need to waste your time standing on a street corner yelling it to me? I would think that God would enjoy them to be more productive members of society. Like, go do something interesting. <laughs> go raise some money for sick kids or something. Don't stand there yelling at people trying to stand in the Hall H line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then there was actually another group that were kind of in gas lamp. And, uh, you know, they go, you know, why are you counter protesting? And uh, this one uh, woman was, was like, I'm here because I want to spread love. I'm just having a blast. Every, every time I wear my rainbow tutu and I get tons and tons of pics, it's, it's really amazing. And to see the love that everybody from all around the world has of what we're doing. I'm working with the LGBTQ rights advocacy group called uh, Canvas for a Cause here in San Diego. And we came here because the quote unquote Jesus freaks really like to come here and they don't spread the word of love. So what we're doing here is I'm, ga- I'm a gay Christian, uh, oddly enough. Uh, and I've always <laughs> been told that it isn't okay to be gay and be a Christian. Uh, that's what I, uh, but that's what I've always been. No one can stop my personal relationship with Jesus Christ and God. So, you know, there was that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then, of course, there's the one dude that goes around and has a Hail Satan sign. And he, he, he was he asked <laughs> why he has it. And he goes, uh, 
because they're shitting on everyone. People came here to have a good time, and they're over here condemning people. It's just frustrating and annoying. It's about free speech, man. <laughs> because I don't actually worship Satan. I just came here for the sake of balance. <laughs> but my favorite ones were the other two guys that were walking around. One said Galactus is nigh, and Godzilla saves. <laughs> So. Should have, they should have had like praise Odin signs. And... <laughs> I just, it's just weird. This one like, guy had a site that said Edgar Wright was right. <laughs> Jesus. Like it happens a lot. Like I live in Arizona and Arizona is a bit more, it's not as crazy as people think. Like I see on the news and stuff, but it's a bit more religious than, than California. And it's on the edge of the Bible belt. This isn't Texas people, but still. So like anytime there's this huge event here, like they have things like the um, the ostrich festival and just silly shit like that. Um, there always has to be a group of people with a fucking megaphone screaming at everybody and telling them all they're gonna go to hell. And the, and these little groups they like to say they're being peace and love, but they don't say they don't only say love Jesus. They say you're all gonna go to hell if you don't love Jesus. I'm sorry, but burning to death isn't my idea of a nice thing to say. You know what I mean? Like telling everybody, hey, you're going to melt an eternal hellfire because you're not doing what I'm doing. Oh, thank you. Let me go shake your hand for being so sweet. Yeah. Dicks. No, it I, just sucks, dude. I know. I think uh, uh, the fire and brimstone is worn off by this point because that's kind of what everybody expects religion to be. So it's like change it up a little bit. Change, change the record around. You want to surprise me? Say like, hey, you know what? It's cool. And, you know, they'll say, hey, we love you what <laughs> you know just it'd be nice to have that little that so, little hey, hey man we just wanted to say we love you uh, bitch the baby's not mine i don't know wait what are we what are we talking about <laughs> no but uh like i think it's funny too i shut somebody down one time he just kept saying fire brimstone eternal hellfire that's where i was going and that's where i was gonna stay blah 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 and i said you do realize that the depiction of hell that you are describing to me is not in the Bible. It's what Dante wrote in Dante's Inferno. And he goes, what? And I go, yes. Then the Catholic Church used the poem as a damn propaganda campaign. He's all, no, that's the, I'm like, all right, well, where in the Bible does it say what hell looks like? It's, I mean, I don't remember the exact, I'm like, you would think that you would know exactly where it is because it's the only thing you've been talking about. All right. And he was just like, you're going to go to... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bitch. I made you look stupid. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever. It's just whatever. But uh, it was it was kind of interesting to see that. I mean, you know, I walked by them a couple of times and, you know, I didn't get yelled at or anything like that. Like, you know, but it was interesting because, like, uh, you know, Mexicans are the devil. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you just steal my job? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it was uh, it was interesting because this was uh, Heather's first trip down there, and we went to San Diego. I mean, we didn't go into like the the showroom or to the panels and stuff like that, but we were at the convention center. We got to mingle everywhere around there, gas lamp, all that stuff, and you know, it was. It was her experience there because she was like, going, I like to go to Comic-Con sometime. And I'm like, uh, it's a, it's quite an experience. And so, you know, she managed to conjure up. Or we found a room and we're like, OK, let's go. 
So went there Saturday and Sunday, and it was actually really cool because, uh, you know, we got to, you know, like when we went, you know, the shuttle was like at the hotel next door. The shuttle stops. So it was like, boom, hit, go straight up over there. Everything worked out pretty cool. And it was her experience that she was just like, wow, like just seeing like the throngs of people around there. And she was just like, wow, this was like overstimulation, you know, over yeah. visualized over overstimulation visually. And it was pretty awesome because like when you and I went there, um, they didn't have a whole lot of stuff outside of the con. I mean, they had some in that little parking lot and a gas lamp. But this year, man, they had shit all over the place. All behind Hall H was this whole Simpsons setup promoting the all the episodes that they're going to have that marathon on FXX. Um, they had a Homer Simpson dome. <laughs> have you seen? I'm sorry. Have you seen the advertisement for that? No. Oh, my dude. It's It goes, what happens when they play all the Simpsons episodes in a row? And the entire world is going to fucking chaos because no one is doing anything. They're all staring at screens watching The Simpsons. You see cars crashing and planes <laughs> falling out of the sky and shit. I was like, this is one of the coolest fucking commercials I've ever seen. <laughs> and you keep seeing random clips of The Simpsons. And they're not – they're just normal clips of The Simpsons. They're, they're, they're not like dire clips. Right. But the way they shoot it, it looks like kind of creepy. Like it looks ominous. Like this <laughs> – I'm like, this is so fucking awesome. I'm going to have to find it and send it to you. Oh, yeah. That's that's crazy. But it was cool. And then they had, like, in the back, they had uh, this Gotham setup where you could zip line across the, the facade of Gotham City. Bitch. Uh, which was actually, which was really cool. Um, uh, oh, man. This, this, it's, these are, like, the little moments. And I know most of you that are probably like, fuck that shit. No, when, there's these little moments where you see the little kids dressed up as their favorite superhero coming across somebody who's cosplaying as their superhero. There's just that immediate, like, oh, that's fucking cool. You know, like, this kid came dressed up. He didn't have the cowl on, but he had the, like, Batman costume with the cape. And then he saw this Batman Batgirl and um, Robin cosplay. And he went up and he shook Batman's hand. And then they it's, just... it's cool because to the kid... He's talking to Batman. Yeah, he's talking to his idol right there. Yeah. And so they, like, do this little pose as cosplay. And then, you know, uh, it's just like at that moment you're just like, what? And then this was um, when we were catching the shuttle back, we saw this uh, female Loki. And she had the Tesseract in her hand. And it was glowing blue, it, full, full on legit. And this kid walked up and he's like, his eyes are all big. And he's like, is that the Tesseract? And she goes... She and she just smiles and nods, and the kid turns to his dad and goes, "I told you." <laughs> <laughs> and I started rolling because I'm like, "That's it as a kid, right there." It's like, "I well, told like that, you." That story from last year. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this or not, but a kid got lost. He oh, yeah, got yeah. lost. He he got lost at uh at I I don't know if it was San Diego Comic Con or just one of the cons, many cons in America, um, and. He, <laughs> He 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 didn't walk up to security. He walked up to the Flash. Yeah. Because it was someone he recognized and trusted. Yeah. So the Flash and I think someone dressed up like Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Yeah. Helped him out. I'm like, that is so fucking awesome. That's, I, I would have walked up to Wonder Woman too, eh, baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need some assistance. You see what I'm talking yeah, about? Because that's the kind. And and like for most people, 
you know, for, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's just a certain type of people or just a certain type of adult. You look at it like, I guess because when you're, because you remember like you being that kid, like, oh my God, you know, it's like, oh, the Flash, he'll help me out. You know, it, it's just, it's one I keep, of those cool I keep, little... uh, I keep sending Steve things that we're talking about just because I'm showing off how fast I can look things up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the fucking Oracle over here. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they had a lot of cool stuff out there. And a lot of the stuff out there didn't need – you didn't need Comic-Con badges. So that I thought was really, really cool. That is really cool because a lot of people – it's not even about affording it. It's just like getting a Comic-Con ticket such a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I think what was cool too is it kind of invited the community like, hey, you don't have a ticket? Still, come on down. Check it out. Well, San Diego's trying to make that money too. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the one little setup they had out on the far side of Petco, the opposite side of Gaslamp, was really cool because they had, like, the Amazon Geek House. They had this 24 tent setup where you can fly drones. You had a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles setup where you could take a picture and you'd be in with the turtles. Um, yeah. All these food trucks in the back. And then they had uh, uh, one of those little Adult Swim bounce houses, which was pretty awesome. Uh, the car, all these cool cars from uh, Sin City. It was just, it was a lot of cool stuff outside there. You can walk around, and and she had a great time. You know, I was like going out, and to me, I was like, well, I don't know how much fun we were gonna have, but just kind of walking around. But there, even for not having a pass, there was still a lot we didn't get to see. And we, you know, we were there for two days. Yeah. But uh, uh, first night we were there, we saw. Um, uh, Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, and Kevin Conroy was the special guest. That was that's fucking badass. What did, what day was that? That was Friday. Yeah. And See, on Friday I was um doing the dishes. So <laughs> fuck you, Steve. <laughs> uh, and uh, we also had uh, and then on Saturday night we saw uh, at the Balboa Theater was um the Nerdist, and they had uh, Evangeline uh, Lilly and Michael Rooker, and mm. uh, that was that was fun. And then, of course, uh, Jonah Hill and um, Matt Myra were there. And uh, Matt, it was funny, Matt Myra was talking to... Chris Hardwick hosted the DC panel, and that was when they had, uh, you know, uh, Batflick and um, Cavill and uh, Godot all there. And... Um, he, they were talking about the the announcement of the second Guardians of the Galaxy, and Matt Myra's like, "Yeah, he goes. I mean, you know, they're doing all this Justice League stuff. You know, we don't know how that Super Guys thing's going to work out, but Marvel knows where it's going." And then uh, he mentioned something to to uh, Chris about why didn't Chris invite him to go hang out at the DC panel? He goes, "I didn't know all that was going on." He goes, "They didn't tell me till I showed up there," and then he's like, and then all of a sudden Matt Myra's like. So what was it like? <laughs> and then the, uh, uh, Jonah Ray's like, does it really necessary? He goes, I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he describes what it was. And Matt Myra's like, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's like suddenly he totally did that flip. And I was like, yeah, it's total fanboy, you know, where you just like, do that total flip. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was still, still, we had a great room. <laughs> But uh, Comic-Con itself, it was – this year was weird because, like, I went and it was humid as fuck. They had just had, like, thunderstorms. It rained on people in Hall H on Sunday morning. 
and so it was a little uncharacteristic stand, to stand there all sad yeah everybody off. everybody had sad batman face that day yeah <laughs> there's a lot of afflicts in the, the line exactly uh all right so we have something new right what'd you want to Oh yeah, I had it because you remind me when you said something. So I don't know if you see. Have you seen? Can you move dude? away from the fan a little bit? Oh fuck you in the fan. Here, I'll sweat my ass off. You're <laughs> dripping. So, have you seen the new Turtles trailer, the most recent one? Uh, when was it released? I a couple days ago. I don't know. Probably not. Okay, well, this trailer is the trailer, the important trailer, because the entire trailer is funny. Mm-hmm. See, this is the thing, is I've been watching all these fucking trailers for the Turtles. I'm like, yeah, it looks cool, you know, whatever. But they're so damn serious. Right. And I'm like, whatever. It just looks so like a Michael. Serious. Yeah, it just looks like a Michael Bay whatever. And then this one, they're joking around. There was like a fart joke in there, like stupid. I'm like, this is what it should be. Right. Silly and dumb. Yeah. Like, if, if the movie has a few serious moments in it. Because the Turtles always had a few serious moments when they started talking about, like, fucking martial arts and shit. Yeah. You know, but or or when they're giving you their you know PSA at the end of the episode, and make sure you turn your water off when you're brushing your teeth. By the way, um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually why I turn the water off. <laughs> exactly, right? I just fucking realized that because <laughs> everybody in my house they they're brushing their teeth and they keep the water running. And if I walk by, I go, "Hey, turn that water off." Why I'm brushing my teeth and like, you're not using the water right now. You can turn it back on when you need it, and that's why because of the turtles. <laughs> Thanks, Donatello. Um, so, but I just I just wanted to bring this trailer, you know, to the attention because it's funny. Like there was a part where um, Megan Fox goes, "So your mutant, what are you, mutant ninja turtle teenagers." And I think it was, um, I think it was Leo goes, well, it sounds ridiculous when you say it like that. <laughs> like, just stupid shit like that. You know, and I'm like, see, this is cool. Like, I, I hope. I think that's why I kind of got turned off on it. Was because they tried so to make serious. it so spectacular and so big. And, you know, it's like, that's not them. <laughs> it can be big. Like, it can have big action sets. It can, it can be, you know, you can make Shredder serious if you want. I don't think he need. I mean, he was silly in the show sometimes, but you can make him serious. I don't fucking care. But you, you can't change their personality because that was the major thing. Yeah, because they, they, they didn't really let their personality shine. I mean, there was that one bit of like, they're just masks, see? You know, you're kind of like, haha, chuckle, chuckle. Yeah, because Michael was being an idiot. Right. Michael Lynch was being an idiot. As usual. Yeah. <laughs> and he was an idiot in this new trailer. But I suggest that if you if you get a chance to check that trailer out, because it really shows the individual personalities and and stuff like that. And I, I, kinda, I really dug it. I'm, I'm a lot more excited for the movie now. So, right. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then the only other thing I had in this uh, random was um, Steve can go fuck himself because I didn't get to, get to go to San Diego. <laughs> so... <laughs> and that's official. You heard you hear, heard it here first. Steve can go fuck himself. Oh, it was just like total last minute. Like I, you know, she, all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, do you really want to go to Comic Con? Or really want to go to San Diego around Comic Con?" I was like, "Yeah, that'd be kind of cool." You know, I'm not really thinking of it. She's like, "Okay, well, I just got us a hotel room." I was like, "Oh, okay, sweet." Then it's two go fuck yourselves for having a life where you are allowed to just leave at the spur of the moment. <laughs> Hey, you can too. I told you how to get rid of your kids. <laughs> oh, 
oh, I know how to get rid of my kids. <laughs> In a Kevin Conroy, Conroy voice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should just quickly jump into some uh, some news. So off into movie news. I can guarantee you that someone will be in trouble for this one. On Wednesday, it seems that a DVD quality copy of The Expendables 3 has popped up on torrent sites. According to preliminary reports, the movie has been downloaded over 189,000 times in a 24-hour period. Keep in mind, the movie is not slated to premiere for another three weeks. Lionsgate has not commented on the situation, but it would seem that this is an inside job where someone inside one of the many companies that dealt with the film uploaded it online. This is not a common occurrence, but you can guarantee that the movie industry will start warning people against piracy and may bring up lawsuits again. On the other hand, this could be an inside situation where Lionsgate may have released a copy of the movie to nab pirates. The last time this happened was when uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine was released. Many torrent sites are calling it a genuine rip, but it, I, would, I would recommend people to stay away from it. Lionsgate is one of those many studios that likes to go after pirates. This could be a bait to nab people in new lawsuits. Yeah, Lionsgate, Lionsgate's no joke, dude. Like, they, yeah, they really they do. They around. <laughs> yeah, they're, them and Paramount. Because mm. Paramount's gotten... Well, you expect Disney, but yeah. but Lions <laughs> I mean Disney, they make so much money. They they end up, they'll fucking sue the shit out of everybody. They don't give a fuck. They have their own court. Yeah, their own supreme. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is the judge. Yeah, uh, Goofy's the bailiff. Yeah, Donald Duck's the prosecutor. Right. <laughs> Minnie Minnie Mouse is a, a hooker that works out front. And uh, what's her name? Dixie. She's uh, the um, Harvey Levin. You know, she's right. the one that broadcasts it to downtown Disney. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm seeing this in my head. I know, right? You're pictured. And it's awesome. <laughs> uh, one of the coolest story ideas we've ever come up with, and it's copyrighted up the ass. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Damn it. Anyway. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> so this one peaked my eye. little Comic-Con news here. Uh, the Evil Dead series is a big-time cult classic and has a huge fan base, which would make it a cult classic. Um, does that mean it would work on the small screen? Hmm. Original director Sam, Sam Raimi seems to think so. Uh, at the Screen Gems panel at San Diego Comic-Con, Raimi announced he is working on an Evil Dead television series with brother Ted Raimi and original star Bruce Campbell. Not much is known beyond this fact, however. Um... Renewed interest in the franchise peaked back in 2013 when the original film was rebooted with director Fide Alvarez and both Raimi and Campbell taking producer credit. It hasn't yet been confirmed if that film will be getting a sequel, but Fide Alvarez and co-writer Roto Saguz have confirmed they wouldn't revisit the franchise. When asked about the possibility of a sequel to Army of Darkness, Campbell, who played the iconic Ash in the films, dismissed these rumors as nonsense, claiming them to be, quote, internet BS, end quote. Uh, this makes sense with the reboot already being on, on the shelf. However, it would have been nice to see Ash in one more adventure. Dude, I, I, if there's one movie I never want remade, it's Army of Darkness. Absolutely that movie not. is perfect. And, and that's it, the thing. Go ahead. No, I just I was I'm thinking like if they remade it now my mind's going crazy like who who would they put as Ash who would they put, and I'm like no 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 no. Well, well, that's the thing is is like Bruce Campbell is Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell is not impersonatable. I mean, no. 
you'd have to be Bruce Campbell because he, he's he's not a he's not a um he wasn't playing a character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how Bruce Campbell would behave if he went back in time. <laughs> when you see Bruce Campbell at any point in his time, it's Ash. That's, that's just him. There's no I've, I've seen a couple episodes of Burn Notice and I'm like fucking Ash over here in Miami <laughs> taking, taking care of business. Yeah. But yeah, I mean But that's the thing is like and and Heather and I got into a conversation about um why we're such a uh, a a generation that clings to pop culture, you know? Because like I go, well, sometimes I think that people in the '80s and '90s were the last of the original shit. Yeah. I go, like I go, and here's the thing: is like you have movies, and and I brought up Clash of the Titans, but also you can talk about Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, where you can where you have movies that are classics for a particular reason. They're classic for the campy special effects for the bad scripts for the bass but uh for the the overacting if you will um of some of the the actors involved in it that's what makes them special that's what makes them unique and why people love them so much you know yeah. you, you especially for fucking uh army of darkness i mean come on you know it, it's the people that think like oh you can make that better no you can't because that was a that's a specifically perfect movie for a specifically. That's like remaking, um, remaking uh, the whole the quest for the Holy Grail, whatever that movie was. Oh, the um, Monty Python. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, we're gonna remake a Monty Python movie. That would be horrendous. Oh my god, fuck. Me. An American version. <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, that would be something the same if they go. Well, we're gonna remake Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know. And, and see. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep oh, no, interrupting you. no it's, it's fine. I was just going to say, I mean, you, you can't do that because everything that was perfect about that movie is perfect because of a specific reason. Yeah. It all came together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a – and we – if you listen to the podcast and Steve knows this, I don't – I'm nostalgic, but I don't get angry when things are remade. I don't mm-hmm. care because the original stuff is still there. I can go watch it. You know, but there's – I do know when a remake is going to tank. Like you just know, you know right. it's like why why don't they know when we know? You know what I mean? Like right. the now one one genre that I see remade that's usually relatively successful is the horror genre. Right. I don't think Army of Darkness is in a in the horror. Um, I know it's technically Evil Dead three, but right. it wasn't Evil Dead. <laughs> it was a comedy movie. Right. You know, so um, I think horror movies most of the time their their plots are so simplistic. And usually horror movies are always rehashes of an old fucking horror story you heard when you were a kid anyway. Right. So it, re- it really doesn't matter when they're remade. Like, I didn't see the new Evil Dead movie, but I heard it was all right. Like, yeah. nobody complained. Yeah, but there was also no big buzz about it. So, you know, no. I mean, because oh, it, it was good because it, if it took it seriously. But that's not the evil dead movies you know it's that's like, not that's not what people remember when they think yeah. of the evil dead movies so for me it's kind of like well why call it evil dead why not just call it something fucking else <laughs> i'm telling you and I've, I've said this before one of the greatest lines in in movie history was either in evil dead one or two dead by dawn i can't remember which one it was but lady basically gets raped by fucking trees in the <laughs> forest gets her ass like branches are hitting her and stuff she runs into the uh, cabin, all scratched and fucked up, crying, hyster- like horror movie hysterical, like right. she's going over the top. First thing out of Bruce Campbell's mouth is, did something in the forest do this to you? <laughs> They're in a cabin in the middle of the woods. <laughs> that sums up the movie right there. It was one of the greatest. The first time I heard that line, it took me 
I paused it. <laughs> and it took me five seconds to laugh. Like, I was like, no, I have to be missing something. This, no, I'm not missing anything. He's just that stupid. Like, it was so fucking funny. Oh, man. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I might watch Army of Darkness tonight now. I know. Now I, I'm thinking I found. About- I found my old DVD. Um, I had a binder with DVDs in it. Oh, uh-huh. I found it because it was in LA, mm-hmm. and my my wife brought it back, and then I lost it again. It was in a closet, and I have the Screwhead edition. Oh shit! Army of Darkness in the fucking thing. I might pop that in. There you go. Beast mode. <laughs> All right. In gaming news, uh, there's some news in the world of gaming this week, both of which are rather bummer news, but the world will continue spinning without apprehension. Naughty Dog decided to tell fans of the hit game that you will you will not get the same treatment as other players got for their games, while EA takes a eh, takes things a bit slow. When it was announced the Last of Us was going to get a next gen upgrade, many people were not surprised. However, over recent weeks they noticed that Sony had dropped the price from the original originally stated fifty nine ninety nine price tag to a reduced forty nine ninety nine for the PlayStation Four. But it announced Tuesday that they will not get an upgrade discount for the game from the PlayStation 3 to the PlayStation 4. The new game will ship with all previous DLC content as well as uh, upgraded visuals, and Sony is planning on add- um, additional add-on releases for the title later this year. So in essence, I guess they feel like they're giving you a new game, so there's no need in giving you an additional price break. <laughs> Um, Dicks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> At least like drop ten bills off or something. Dude. Yeah, I mean it's forty nine instead of fifty nine, but still, it's kind of like, dude, you spent sixty for the original. What? Yeah. No, when they drop it to fifty bucks, I don't count that as a discount. I, mean, I know, right? That's just bringing the price back to what it should have been in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, on the EA and Visceral Games side of the fence, their much anticipated game Battlefield Hardline is being delayed until twenty fifteen. The game was originally slated to arrive in October for the PlayStation 3, 4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. They cited that they needed more improved time for improvements in the game after the first beta testing last month. Not to mention they had so many issues with Battlefield 4 that they opted to take <laughs> some time in delivering a better game and a better way to go. Um, in their, in their uh, statement detailing the reasons for the delay, which you can read at thelazygeeks.com, uh, they were... Some of the things they were looking to for was for multiplayer innovation, uh, because they real that realized that there was some things at uh, E3 that they needed to work on, single player story depth, um, uh, stability. <laughs> yeah, that's something they need. He definitely needs stability in that in that after the Battlefield Four. That's what, that's one thing you have to say about like uh, Call of Duty, mm-hmm. is even if you don't like the series, they always put out a quality game. Yeah, you know it's not riddled with bugs. It it plays perfectly fine. It was fucking. I don't know what they're doing with this Battlefield. I heard Battlefield Four is still fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard too. I I have a copy and I still haven't played it yet. But the thing that I find is interesting is the fact that, you know, like with uh with EA, you gotta figure like, Activision has two different companies now three, working on alternate games. So each game gets two years of work before it's released. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like. EA kind of fucking decided to just be a little, we'll just rush this game to get it out next year so we can have a game in 2013. It's, it's, you know, it's the perfect example of the overachieving underdog because 
Activision owns the first player market right now, first play, first person right. shooter market, um, and EA's playing catch up. So they fucking Call of Duty. They can they can take all catch up. Sorry, um, they they can take all the time they want. Activision, right? You know because they're already winning. They don't care. And as EA keeps trying to rush things out and fuck up even more, they just continue to win. Right. It doesn't matter. It's kind of like Xbox One and the PlayStation Four right now. Yeah, it's right like now. Sony just kicking back going, oh, yeah, you keep, you keep trying. You keep trying yeah. there, guys. There's no need to even compete because they're not on the same fucking level. Right. Like, it's at that point. And it sounds kind of dick, but, I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till you get to my level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve and I, whenever – and it's funny because usually he's – He's the one that never misses his articles, and he's the one that gets them done early. I miss articles sometimes, and I do them at the last minute. So every every once in a while, like once every two weeks, once or twice every two weeks, I'll get them done really early. And Steve will go, oh, shit, look at you. And it, it always starts with the, I, I, I wish you could get to my level, but you can't breathe this high, or just, just fucking stupid shit. I think, one, I think the dumbest one I ever said was, um, I wish you could get to my level, but... Um, Space elevator technology is only a theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just get you get, and for me, you just get this eye roll, just like, oh my god. <laughs> I gloat for everything. I don't give a fuck. Re- reality pays no never mind to to what I'm saying. All right, before before I read this next story, I'm gonna read this, and I have no basis for my opinion. But there's, and I want I want Steve's opinion for some reason. I feel this guy is a jackass. I don't know why, but I just do. So former composer for Bungie, Marty O'Donnell, has settled up on his lawsuit with the studio. Uh, The former Halo series composer has sued Bungie for unpaid benefits. O'Donnell sued Bungie and chief executive Harold Ryan in May of this year for benefits he claimed were never paid out. O'Donnell also claims that he was never given a reason for his termination as well. The official statement on the filing reads, Ryan had, quote, willfully and intentionally caused Bungie to deprive O'Donnell of accruing or of accrued but unused vacation time, paid time off, sabbatical time, and other benefits. Seems there was some bad blood there. Um, that, that last part was obviously not the quote. Uh, <laughs> Bungie was quick to respond later in the same month of the filing, saying O'Donnell wasn't owed anything. However, a King County Superior Court judge thought otherwise and was and was, has awarded a deal that sees Ryan forking over ninety five thousand to settle. Specifically O'Donnell will be paid thirty eight thousand three hundred and eighty five dollars for unpaid work and vacation time, on top of an additional thirty eight thousand three hundred and eighty five in double damages, which I don't know what double damages is, but I guess he won like a spin or something and he gets yeah. double prize money. Yeah. Um adding in legal fees he got a times uh, two achievement. Oh, well. <laughs> Good for him. Adding in legal fees and interest, you get the final figure of 95000 It's nice to see O'Donnell is being paid for his unpaid labor. However, I would think this may hurt the man's career down the, down the line. Uh, and I'm saying that because, like, making waves and shit. You know what I mean? Like, other companies are going to be like, I don't know about this guy. Um I don't know why. It seems like pretty cut and dry. You didn't pay me my money. and so I feel he's an asshole. Why? 
I don't know. I feel that he's doing something wrong here. Like he's lying or something. Like he's being fucking despicable or something like well, that. Well, I mean, let's let's look. I mean, when you look at the gaming industry and you look at big business anyway, they're not always cut and dry. Some are, and not to make a blanket statement, but there are some that don't pay out what they're supposed to. Oh yeah, well we we'll pay you out. We pay you that later, and then never follows through. I mean, you see that with movie studios all the time, where producers are like, hey. You're claiming this movie was a loss, but this movie made four times its budget. What are you talking about? You know, and uh, and, and yeah, you, sometimes you gotta. And and the thing is, is that it's not like he sued for like millions of dollars. Yeah, that's true. You but this is, like, I think, I think a lot of it is too. He got, he got, he got mad because he didn't get paid for unused vacation time, paid time off, sabbatical time. Like when I've never worked a job where they give me that. I I've worked at a job where it didn't where they paid me for unused vacation time because that's days that I was owed. And Maybe because I've lived in Arizona so long. Mm. The fucking red state. Like, uh, <laughs> no, you don't work here anymore. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get paid for, or at least I never got paid for sick time that wasn't used or sabbatical or anything like that. But I got, unless it was in the contract, because sometimes it's in your contract. And some, some, and like in California, you can actually sue if you don't get sick time. You can actually sue for that shit. Yeah, because, uh, because they're supposed to. If you're promised, you know, a certain amount of sick time, that's money that you're supposed to get. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it, I just don't. Mm. It don't sit right with me for some reason. Maybe, maybe you're a red state at heart. How dare you? <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on into comic news. Uh. It's very seldom that a novelist will bring a sequel to a highly successful novel to a comic forum, but our author Chuck Palahniuk is doing just that with his highly anticipated sequel to Fight Club in April of 2015. Palahniuk is bringing um, on artist Cameron Stewart for and cover artist, excuse me, David Mack to Dark Horse for a 10-issue maxi series entitled Fight Club 2. Cheeky enough. Uh, in the interview with USA Today, he is bringing back his original book's characters of the unnamed narrator, Marla Singer, and Tyler Durden. This installment of the series will focus on the narrator's failings as a father of his nine-year-old son and seems to be replicating the same failings that his father had. Quote, Fight Club was such a tirade against fathers. Everything I had thought my father had not done combined with everything my peers were griping about their fathers, Palinuk told the USA Today. Now I find myself at it at the age that my father was when I was trashing him made me want to revisit it from a father's perspective and see if things were any better and why it repeats like that. Uh, news of the sequel first surfaced at last year's, last year's San Diego Comic-Con that his Fight Club sequel would quote, likely be a series of books that update the story 10 years after seeing the end of Tyler Durden. Flat Cup 2 will arrive in stores on April 8th, 2015. And uh, obviously we'll know that there'll be more cover art and stuff like that as the, as we get closer to that. But that should be cool. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah. interested. I mean, I still watch the first Fight Club movie, like, religiously. And it is sort of a, I mean, not to take anything away, I mean, you know, it's but Fight Club is really a visual realm, you know, a visual movie. So I think putting it into a comic was it would be interesting. Plus, you can kind of do more, you know. Yeah, you can do more with the art and stuff like yeah. that. So I think yeah, it's cool. I might check that out. That's kind of cool. Okay. I did a comic book story all by myself, and I didn't need Steve to give it to me. So thank you. 
Thank you. I'd like to thank all the little people I've stepped on to get to this point in my life. Um, I almost gave right. you a golf clap, but I decided slow clap was better. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, you're out in the open. He's not hitting the ball anymore. Yeah. Stop being a pussy. They just clap. <laughs> if I was at a golf club, I'd be like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Suddenly start going metal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, go balls deeper. Don't go at all. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right before the San Diego Comic-Con, Image Comics has announced a new horror series titled Intersect. Here's a brief summary straight from Image. And there also is the cover uh, in my article. LazyGeeks.com. Quote, Bodies shift and merge, warring with themselves. Blood rains from the skies. A child song is translated into toxic thought-destroying whispers. Everything is changing. Everything is wrong. This is the world of Intersect. Tells you absolutely nothing, but exactly. it, it tells you something cool. with it tells you a lot without saying anything at all. Things are fucked up. Yeah. That's really all it says. Shit's about right. to get real. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down, motherfucker. It's all right, so not just a tip, balls deep. <laughs> yep. Ray Fox uh, will not only be writing the series but also doing the illustration work as well, which is impressive. Um, first, making a splash with the graphic novel One Soul for Ani Press, uh, Fox work can be seen in Constantine and Trinity of Sin Pandora, uh, as well as his contributions to the weekly series Batman Eternal. Simply put, Fox has the credentials in not only comics as a whole, but has a distinct horror style that should lend well to this new ongoing series. Quote, I'm thrilled to present Intersect, a complete realization of a deeply haunting notion I've been eager to share for years, says Fox in the recent press release. I don't believe I can properly prepare readers for the experience with any upfront statement. You'll have to read it yourself and buy that book. <laughs> uh, he goes on. Now. <laughs> right. He goes on. As anyone who is familiar with One Soul or the people inside can tell you, Ray, oh, this isn't him. I'm sorry. This is somebody else. Ray is one of comics. Unless he bro. talks about himself in the third person. <laughs> that would kind of be cool. <laughs> Ray is one of the one one of comics' brightest new talents, and it's a genuine pleasure to have him here at Image. Eric Stevenson, Image's uh, publisher, said, "Intersect is completely different from everything else we're doing, and all the better for it. If you just want recycled ideas or reimagined characters, there's the whole rest of the industry for you." <laughs> but it's the, it's the new ideas being developed by people like Ray. And what will take this medium into the future. Um, Jabs at Marvel and DC aside, this book looks like it's going to be important. I've always felt horror as a genre has much more depth and effect um, for the audience. Fuck, that sentence all fucked up. Basically what I was saying... Let me um, paraphrase. (laughs) I'm not... I personally don't like horror movies. And it's not because they scare me. I just... They're boring. Like, uh, almost every horror movie I've ever seen just bores me to fucking tears. Unless it's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, because I can't see anything from under my blankets. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, horror, no- like, the classic horror novels, like, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, I mean, these are great, great stories. And I think, I think horror, 
I think horror works well in written form because you are the one making up the oh, disturbing yeah. images. So your brain is creating exactly what you don't want to see. Well, that's the thing. Like uh, uh, Heather and I were having this discussion. And it's funny because between San Diego and, and L.A., you can have a lot of conversations in that, in that time frame. Relationships can end or get stronger. Exactly. <laughs> well, we were talking about horror movies. Like nowadays, horror movies are how more creative can you kill people? Yeah. How much more blood and gore do you need for a movie to be successful? But when growing up and shit like that, you know, with, with you know, and it's, it's yeah, you can sit there and go, oh, well, yeah, back in my day, it, it, it was more psychological. Like, it fucked with your head. I mean, they had the gore ones, but they were, they were called slasher flicks. Yeah, like, they were slasher flicks. It's Jason and shit, you know? I mean, even the original Nightmare on Elm Street was more of a fuck with your head kind of movie. Yeah, you didn't even see Freddy that much. Yeah, and, as opposed to what it eventually became. But <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, it's just one of those kind of movies where, you know, nowadays it's just how much. And I, and I said, I go, I think it was the Final Destination movies that killed horror. Because I agree with that. Because, uh, because with each and it, each and every one of those films, it became uh, how can we make this creative for them to die, you know. And and I think that's kind of where the movies like Saw and Hostel and all of them kind of. Well, it's funny how you say Saw because I think the Saw franchise is a complete. It's it's a Cliff Notes version of what happened to horror films yeah. because the first Saw was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was cerebral. It really got into your fucking head. The ending twist, no one saw fucking coming, and then it just slowly with every movie became weird fucking ways to kill people that just seemed like an enormous waste of time. Right. When you could have just walked in and stabbed somebody. Yeah. You know. I think I think it jumped the shark when they had that weird uh I think it was the third one. They had that weird like helmet <laughs> helmet on the dude's head and it was tightening. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god. I changed it right then. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the stupidest thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> so yeah. I, the first saw I liked the first saw. See, I like that cerebral shit. You know what I mean? Like, that really fucks with you. I like I like movies that really kind of leave it in your head because you always make it worse than what it is. Yeah. And yeah, because you feed on your fear. What is it that fears you? And that yeah, because it's scary. If your brain is making the image up, your brain is going to make up something that scares the fuck out of you. That's why. That's why Stephen King novels don't translate to well the film. No. Because because with each of his characters. You're pulling from your own vision of what would scare you the most, and that's more scary than one singular person's vision. Well, Stephen Stephen King is 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 an author that that really utilizes suggestion. Like he doesn't always just blatantly tell you what's going on. Right. He kind of leaves it in the air, and you fill it in. Yeah. Which is why the motherfuckers making some money. Yeah, and also and also because he uses he utilizes that interior monologue. Yeah, in the, and you can't do that in film. So, all right, I guess it's time to move on to tech. I guess. I guess. Uh, in technology news, I'm I'm sure that I'm not alone when I say that I hate Netflix's recommendation feature, just because you watch a one-off series or movie because someone told you that you would like it. We do we need to suffer through the constant reminder of recommendations based on that single viewing? <laughs> well, there, there was one night that you were watching uh, an erotic anime, and right. now every fucking other suggestion is erotic anime. I know. You're like, it was just what somebody said I'd like it. Fuck you, Netflix. 
It's like herpes, you know. <laughs> just we know just what gonna... you want to see. Yeah. Netflix is like, we know what you want to see, you dirty bastard. <laughs> You're a pervert. Stop <laughs> watching House of Cards and watch this fucking <laughs> octopus rape scene. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> there is a feature that prevents such companies from such companies from keeping track of what you watch. Uh, it is embarrassing when you bring up your Netflix account to watch a movie with friends, only to see recommendations based on the fact that you checked out Nacho Libre or. Uh, hmm. Or when you were uh, worthy with it, when you're worth that special someone, and notice that you privily watched Showgirls. The feature is com- <laughs> damn right. <laughs> the feature is commonly known as porn mode, and is being tested by Netflix right now. It's currently being tested in some markets, and within uh, that, on some users. If it becomes permanent, it'll allow users to enable a privacy mode that prevents yourself from being offered new recommendations for uh, something that you watched. It'll be great. It'll it'll be great add-on to the multiple profile feature that was added about a year ago. This is beneficial for those people who like to binge watch dark lesbian-infused '90s indie films. Uh, God knows that you do not need to be reminded of <laughs> of that when you turn it on when your buddy wants to you to continue watching breaking bad <laughs> right yeah netflix netflix is much like youtube where there's there's a dark side of netflix oh yeah if you you go deeper and deeper into the suggested views and eventually you're watching fucking the human centipede and shit you're like <laughs> what the fuck it's one of those where you're like you know you could be really sick and you're watching something you're just like fuck man that's you know you're just kind of not quite there and then you keep getting reminded day after day, hey, because you watch this, it's like, no, I was sick. I didn't want to, I, <laughs> I wasn't in my right mind. Stop reminding me of that time. Well, this privacy mode um, kind of directly reminds me of how all the web browsers now have like a, like a privacy window you can open. And it doesn't remember any of your history, <laughs> which is called, people call porn mode because it's like you want to – you want to watch some porn, but you don't want anyone to know you're doing it. Yeah. I'd like to say here, I never use privacy mode. <laughs> if I'm watching porn, I'm watching porn. I got no shame. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. What was I? What was I going to read? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I had two windows <laughs> open. I was like, fuck. Um, rumors have been floating around for a while now that claim Google is interested in purchasing the online gaming video site Twitch. Uh, while nothing has been confirmed, VentureBeat claims sources, quote, familiar with the matter, end quote. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm familiar with the matter. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Have said Google, um, Google has reached a deal to, put the webs- to buy the website for $1 billion. Dun, dun, dun. No shit. That's a lot of money, dude. It is. Um, rumor a real amount of money. <laughs> no one has that. <laughs> it's when people say, like, I want to be a trillionaire. I'm like, that's a myth. <laughs> fuck out of here, trillionaire. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Get all mad. <laughs> I don't even have $20 to my name. You talking about being a trillionaire? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Rumors first started hitting the internet uh, about Google's interest in Twitch back in May. Um, at that time, Variety claimed the announcement for the deal was imminent, while the Wall Street Journal um, said the talks had just begun. Um, now, I don't know who you want to listen to, Variety or Wall Street Journal. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> if Venture Beat's claims are true, it seems the Wall Street Journal gets the point here. Um, this would be a huge acquisition for Google and would put them in control of the two most popular video sharing sites online. It pretty much Google would own every video you watch. Because let's be honest, nobody goes anywhere but YouTube and fucking Twitch right. to watch videos. Um, Google bought YouTube back in 2006, so we we know they're interested interested in this market. And Google uh, needs to really work on that privacy mode bullshit. Yeah, they do. <laughs> YouTube gets weird too. <laughs> they have they have because you watch that naughty girl cheerleading. No, dude, video. it's it's worse on YouTube because there's fucking videos on there that make your skin crawl. Mm. Like I was I was like half asleep, and I was just and sometimes when I'm bored, I'll just keep clicking videos on the side panel that come oh, up. Right, yeah. I eventually ended up with this video of this. It's a dude, and you can barely see his face, and there's no sound, and he's just sitting in a chair and staring at you for, like, 13 minutes. I'm like, because I kept clicking forward to see, and he's just smiling at you. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not creeped out by the video. I'm creeped out that there's human beings on this planet that created this video. (laughs) Like, where do they live and make sure I don't live anywhere by them? at the same time that you were saying you were so bored, you were just clicking on the side, there was a guy that was so bored. Of, I wonder how many hits I would get if I just sat. That's true, too. And just stared That's at true, him. too. <laughs> so Twitch, Twitch gets 45 million users a month um, and is the number one site for live streaming by a mile. And I'm one of those 45 million. Twitch is a great site um, because not only can you – it's. I mean a lot of people say, oh, why don't you just go watch shit on YouTube? Well, first of all, live streaming. You watch it while it's happening. Um, but even past that, I mean, there's a chat window too, so you can talk to people about what's going on. Not only that, you're talking to the person who's fucking live streaming. Right. Like, there's a whole like social interaction too. It's pretty cool. Um, VentureBeat also claims Google's YouTube division is headlining the acquisition, but that only makes sense. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if any of this is accurate. But I feel we won't be waiting very very long either way. Um, you know what? This kind of sounds like it'd be legit. Google. I don't think that amount is legit, though. That, that's, that sounds like a lot. Like, what did they buy YouTube for? I don't even remember, dude. It wasn't no fucking billion dollars, I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, look at what happened with, like, Instagram and WhatsApp by Facebook. You know, they got... Yeah, that's true. Got, I haven't checked out... I haven't looked inside that drawer. Open it up. Oh, well, you, money. <laughs> you know what, though? Twitch also utilizes a subscription. Because you could be a free user, but if you're not a free user, you cut all the ads and shit. So they they're if they buy it they they could make more money than YouTube because YouTube they make money off the ads that's it right. you know which is why Google added about eighteen fucking ads you know what I noticed about YouTube though if you use it a lot you don't see that many ads oh right yeah because I, I I reinstalled the operating system on my computer not too long ago and I pulled up YouTube and I didn't log in and every video I went to is a fucking wait fifteen seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck, dude? And then I logged in. I didn't fucking see it for the rest of the day. Mm. So I think it's like if you use it more and more. I, I've noticed, like, I log into mine, and every so often, like, the first video I look at will be a 15-second video, but you have two seconds or three, four seconds before you're allowed to skip it. Yeah, I'll see that, too. And that will only happen, like, once, like, one of the right. first videos I see. Yeah. And then after that, when you start, you get past all of those videos. It's That's why I don't like Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Hulu, you fucking, you gotta watch that shit. And you, and you pay for it too, which is always what cracks me up. That's what kind of pisses me off. Like, I'm, I would expect that on YouTube because it's free. 
Right. You know, but like I pay for Hulu and I still got to sit through this fucking right. Ford commercial for the 18th time today. Exactly. Jesus. Uh, fucking bullshit. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So now that you suffered through that hour of all that other bullshit, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> kidding. Uh, we are will now uh, talk about some highlights from this year's San Diego Comic Con. Um, so. You know, we'll talk about we're going to bring up some things. We'll talk about them and then uh, we'll uh, we'll just kind of gauge the well. And then we'll look over, overall the Comic-Con. First thing that came out or first thing on the list that we have here is uh, the Tusk trailer. Kevin Smith's much talked about uh, this is his first film since Red State. And the, if you're not familiar with it, why it's actually got some polls because, well, Kevin Smith has a big uh, fan base. But also, this is his first film that he based off a podcast. Um, he did a podcast called uh, The Walrus and the Carpenter. And the concept was basically he took a story that he found. It was kind of like a, the, a, the UK version of Craigslist. And it was some guy looking for a lodger. And the lodger could live rent-free. But all he had to do was two hours a day, dress up as a walrus, and act like one. And that was it. And, of course, he started playing around with it as they're talking, him and Mosier, and they were talking about it. And you could hear him literally creating this story as he's doing it. And um, he gauged the uh, Internet. He's like, hey, if you think I should do this story, hashtag Walrus, yes. Um, And, yeah, so the movie is scheduled to come out, I think, in September. It looks kind of like a dark comedy. (laughs) Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of a horror movie. He's doing... um, he called this the start of a new trilogy. It's kind of a uh, uh, Canadian horror trilogy. It's going to start with Tusk, and the next one's Yoga Hoser. And then the last one is going to be Moose Jaws. It's basically Jaws with Moose, and all three of which were based off of podcasts. <laughs> and, uh, I, and this one looked kind of looks, looks weird because he, he announced that he showed it at Comic-Con, and then it was released online later that night on Friday. Um, Justin Long plays the uh the lodger a podcaster and uh this is kind of weird dude i love the last line i don't want to die in canada i don't want to die in canada (laughs) i don't know i think it's gonna be i might see this one like just because it looks like it's gonna have some funny parts in it yeah but i mean when is i i appreciate kevin smith as an artist and all that but when is he gonna start making some funny movies again like, with the horror bit. You know what I mean? Like, let's make some silly shit again, please. Because there's not enough of that well, going on right well, now. Well, the, the Weinstein said they're not going to fund a Clark, Clerks 3. And that's what he wants to do. So, we're not sure where he's going to get the financing for that, but we'll see. Why don't they want to fund it? They, he said that he wanted to do it, but for like $6 Because he wants it to be like the end. You know? Oh. And um, they're like, going, oh, that's too much. It's like, really? Weinstein's? You can, you can cough that up in a morning. What do you? He do? was holding that in his wallet for lunch that day. Yeah, exactly. That was the yeah. tip he gave to the to the valet. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> let me be a valet over there. Yeah, I know, right? Um. Next one that was actually kind of cool was the, uh, the Avengers: Age of Ultron panel. Uh, this one, and to me, like the best part of this, the video is online. I have it. Um, on a playlist on the lazygeeks.com's uh, YouTube page, so you can actually see it there. But the best is the entrance of Robert Downey Jr. 
comes, <laughs> he comes out in pimp mode, dude, and with that suitcase, and he just starts throwing flowers at the audience. It's just like, dude, he owns Tony Stark. Like, there is no separation between Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. owns life. <laughs> that dude just doesn't give a fuck. Like he's he is the the embodiment of not giving a fuck. Oh, yeah. like he does not care what anybody thinks about him at all, which is brilliant. <laughs> like too many of these fucking stars, they act all the same because they fit into this little mold. Right. And it bores me to fucking tears. Not Robert Downey Jr. Well, he, um, I don't know if you you heard, but he said he's actually up for an Iron Man four. Oh really? I thought he was. I thought he was stopping at three. Um, he he said he's up for it, but it just comes down to, uh, it basically comes down to the money factor. What Disney and Marvel want to pay him, and oh, they'll throw him. Fucking Disney will throw him that. See, movie. that's the thing is, it's like I looked at it going, okay, come on. Each movie that he's done, and this is not common for a lot of them. Each movie he's done has grossed more than the predecessor. None of their, none of his movies, including the Avengers, has flopped. Yeah. So they, I mean, fucking the Avengers grossed what a couple billion dollars. You know, it's like, come on, you you gotta throw this guy some chunk change. What I like about um, what I like about him too, is last time he was pulling for money, he it was for Avengers two, wasn't it? Yeah. And it wasn't for him. Yeah, it was for everybody else. He wanted everyone else to make as much money as he was making. Yeah. Which made fucking sense. Yeah. These weren't chump actors. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he made $50 million off of the Avengers, his back-end cut. I think he makes that kind of money, too, because he fucking he, – he basically just tells people what's going to happen. <laughs> like he's that kind of personality. Right. You know? Like, this is how much I'm going to make. This, like, is, this is what's going to happen here. And he's his own agent. Exactly. He doesn't need an agent. He goes and pitches himself, leaves the room, comes back as himself. <laughs> And signs the contract. Exactly. <laughs> he has to, he has to walk in and out, or it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, and he's and he, it was funny because in the interview he says I think it was the Entertainment Weekly, he goes yeah he goes I mean we've been doing it we've been hitting well he goes he goes and he laughs and he goes yeah that's usually what you say before the fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's true. I mean, his individual solo movies have been bigger and better than the ones previous. The only other one that can say that now is uh, Chris Evans because uh, look at Captain America. That's another one that kind of owns the role too. And I think he doesn't get that kind of credit just because Tony Stark is a more interesting character than yeah. Captain America. One thing, but, if, you, if, you listen to the, if you listen to the crowd reception, like everybody of course goes nuts when fucking Robert Downey Jr. comes in. Um, even Robert Downey Jr.'s people get all excited. <laughs> and then you had everybody else, and then they said Captain America. Didn't even say his name yet. They said Captain America. Everybody went nuts. Because he is Captain America. It's, it's I mean, look of, at the dude. Yeah. I mean, he's clean cut, you know, middle America kind of wholesome. Like, yeah, that's that's Captain America. The Johnny Storm thing is gone. Yeah. You know? And also, you know, the ladies fucking pop when he comes in. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that was funny because, like, um, what was it? Heather was like, uh, she saw Iron Man, and she was like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is sexy. And she's always liked Mark Ruffalo. And then she goes, well, yeah, let's, she wanted to check out Captain America. And, like, after the first one, she's like, he's hot. And I was like, it's because it's the Star Spangled Banner, dude. Here's a guy who stands up for the, the little guy. And you're like, fuck yeah. Like, even dudes would be like, I'd fuck him. 
I'd at, I'd at least, you know, hold his wallet while he's fucking a chick, like something, <laughs> you know. Just a tip, all right. Just a tip. <laughs> uh, um, one thing that came out over the weekend, of course, and this got big buzz, and I'm really not sure why. Uh, people are gonna call me a DC hater, but well, fuck you. Fucking um, DC hater. Is uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, surprise or whatever. Um, this is, and, and the reason why, yeah, I've read the description of the footage. And it sounds pretty awesome, but it really sounds like a teaser trailer. You know, Batman adjusting the bat signal, shining up Superman, whose eyes are red. He fires it down. Um, he lasers the uh, bat sim- signal, and then that's the credit. Then, you know, then it's Batman, Superman. But what bothers me is the fact that they bring out Batflick, Henry Cavill, and Gail Godot for three minutes they don't sit down they don't answer any questions and then leave yeah it doesn't make any sense to me maybe they're doing that though because there's been so much negativity but see that would be stupid too because they should have them sit down and be confident in what they're doing right why why fly these guys in from fucking canada or detroit where they're filming which already looks like it just was decimated in man of steel um What? Why, why did they pick Detroit? Because Detroit makes Gotham look like fucking metropolis. <laughs> uh, supposedly, they gave the best. They gave the best uh, tax credit. They they paid him like two thousand bucks. Yeah. Like, so the mayor could make his rent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, some people are saying like some websites are saying like, oh yeah, even though you had Age of Ultron coming out next year, Batman versus Superman like spark uh, was the best thing of the con i'm like if that was the best thing of the con that says a lot about the con itself mm-hmm. but uh to me it was just like i mean that was cool i like to see that trailer and that's good enough to get people amped but why not have the, you have those people there why not have them sit down and talk about it you know but i don't know yes i, I really would want to know how gail get it fit into that house outfit oh yeah and then the release of her as wonder woman you know what there's been a lot of shit talking but I think she's, she's doing well there was a conversation I had with somebody on Facebook like that's not what Wonder Woman looks like this is and they showed like a picture from the 80s and I, I threw up a picture of the new 52 Wonder Woman I go actually this is how Wonder Woman looks now right. so um, she actually fits the bill quite nicely um, and, and she goes no that's not how Wonder Woman's like oh I'm sorry I didn't know you were the president of DC Comics right it's like sometimes you just need to get over it. And to to be honest, I mean, it, there's really not much of a difference. I mean, Mm-mm. I don't. I look at it and I was like, going, oh, they kept it kind of good. They, you know, they kept it. Little modifications here and there. We didn't have to worry about the pants that we saw. Like, oh, in the, remember the original Fifty Two? Well, they made it. They made it look a little bit more like armor. Yeah. Because it was very flashy in the comic, you know, with the colors and stuff like that. But. Yeah. So. I, I thought that was uh, that looked good, uh, and uh, I took a few minutes to really, really study the picture. Right. Because yeah. you know, took a, took a good hour to really <laughs> look at every seam from every angle, <laughs> every possible angle. No, she she does look good. I had to turn she, that auto rotate off of my phone when I was uh, <laughs> yeah checking. Out. That's the only reason a man turns auto rotate off. By the way, <laughs> um, 
she does look good, and I remember when they first cast her, everyone was saying she was real skinny from the uh, Fast and the Furious movies, and I, and I was, and she has bulked up a bit. Like, she yeah. just looks bigger. Not in a bad way, but just more muscular. It was funny, too, because that same person was like, I don't know why they picked her. The only movie I've seen her act in, she can't act where I have a paper bag. I said, are you talking about Fast and the Furious? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, that movie made every actor in it look like a horrible actor. Oh, yeah. Because the movie is about cars going really fast. <laughs> the people are just placeholders when they're refueling the cars. Exactly. You know, so I'm like, I, I don't judge anyone's acting skills off of what they did in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. Uh, Unless it's the first one, because the first one was dope. <laughs> one of the cool things, one of the, one of the things that we did get out of the con was uh, an actual month so we can actually find out when the new Daredevil series is coming to Netflix. May 2015, which I think is kind of cool because now that means not only in May of 2015 are we going to get the Avengers Age of Ultron, but we're also going to get fucking Daredevil. Mm-hmm. I guess so Marvel fans will be skeeting all over the place. <laughs> There's so much fucking goodness going on in uh, movies, dude. Like, what? what's... The Turtles are coming out right around the time when Guardians of the Galaxy are coming. Like, I didn't ever think I'd live in a universe where those two movies would come out around the same time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Fucking awesome. Oh, man. Uh, Marvel Comics is bringing uh, a new S.H.I.E.L.D. comic, uh, ongoing comic series, but it's going to actually incorporate some of the ones from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series. So Coulson and... You know, all of the all of those characters are going to make their way into the Marvel universe because Marvel owns their image. So now, <laughs> you know, they're going to take that to task. Yeah. Um, one little tidbit that came out because people were saying that this is the last Guardian. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, because Guardians of the Galaxy is the last movie we have before the Avengers Age of Ultron. People are a little wondering if there's going to be a postscript scene for Age of Ultron. Um, well, James Gunn took to Twitter and said that there will be no Avengers tag at the end of this, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, possibly it could be setting up for, like what they seem to be doing, setting up things for like Thanos or anything, or maybe even whatever movies was Ant Man or something. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. It's gonna it's gonna set up to something. Yeah. But see, the thing is though. To me, currently, the only thing that makes sense for it to set up for is Avengers 3. Yeah. Because it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're not on Earth. Right. So to set up for Ant-Man would seem kind of strange. Like, how would that tie into the Guardians of the Galaxy storyline? Yeah, that's true. Thanos would. Well, <laughs> even look at, yeah, I mean, look at Thor. You know, at the end of Thor, the Dark World, they took the, uh, the ether to the Collector. To, exactly. To hold it because they had already had the Tesseract. So you know it's setting up for Thanos. Which people still don't understand, by the way. Oh, yeah. I still read posts online like, who was that dude? That, oh my god, you guys suck. I hate all these new fans now, sometimes. <laughs> like, I try, to, I try to be that person that goes, yeah, it's cool, so cool. Like, so many people are coming into the comic book world, but they're really not. Yeah. You know, they're only just watching the movie. So when they see a character that hasn't had its own intro movie, right. they're like, who the fuck is that? They're going to look weird. I'm like, it's the collector, you stupid moron. Yeah. And, you know, so that's set up that's set up for Guardians of the Galaxy. But, yeah, and we know that this is set. And it seems that Marvel is doing everything to set up for Avengers 3, where they're going to have Thanos 
take on it, the Marvel Universe at that point. So that should be interesting. Is every Avengers um, movie going to be about somebody taking over the world? Uh, that's kind of how the Avengers comics are. Kinda, it kind of is, too. Yeah. It's just funny. Like It's like the Earth can't catch a fucking break. Seriously. Hey, Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Um, one thing that was a surprise, and you guys will probably remember this, you know, set everyone skeeting all over the place, was... <laughs> was the Warner Brothers movie slate for DC Comics. Uh, DC comic book-based movies, I should say. Um, it was theorized that it would be an announcement at Comic-Con, because like Warner, uh, Marvel tends to, tends to do that, where they announce the next slate of movies are going to be these, 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 and this. Um, that announcement never came to the entire Warner panel. They never mentioned any of the movies. So... Could Honestly, it? though, I don't think Warner Brothers has things as set in stone as Marvel does. Yeah, and the thing is, is that we've known, and this was one of the things that why I think you and I were kind of skeptical about it in our first uh, uh, Cult of the Fanboy when we talked about this is because mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is known famously for pushing shit back. Yeah, they and they they always have. To me, it just seems like they have grandiose ideas. But nothing, you know, it's like the guy that sits there and goes, oh, yeah, we should do this, and we should do that, and we should have this and that and the other thing. Okay, how do we do this? Oh, I don't know. I'm the ideal guy. <laughs> you know? Or they wait so long to do something that someone else does it first. This is true. Which is exactly ha- what happened with the Avengers movie. Right. Because they've had the idea for a Justice League movie for fucking decades. Yeah. And they don't do it, and they sit on it and sit on it and sit on it. And Marvel's like, ah, fuck it. Bam! Exactly. Like, oh, shit. And then you everybody know. wonders why Marvel does it so well. So Now anything that DC does now is going to look like they're copying Marvel, which I don't really care. And I don't think – and to be honest, I don't think anybody does. Nobody no. particularly cares. I think they just want to see them do something. Do something, Warner Brothers. Exactly. Do uh, something. Um, next one up is I thought this was actually kind of cool. Since you know we all knew that once Disney owned uh, uh, Star Wars, and because they were Marvel, they were going to do something with the Star Wars franchise back into comics. Especially since uh, IDW lost the licensing for all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Marvel went ahead and announced three new titles. I thought this was actually kind of cool. Uh, three new titles that were going to come out. Uh, so one of the first one is simply titled Star Wars, and it'll be written by Jason Aaron, who's done Original Sin, Thor, God of the Thunder. And uh, the series picks up after the events of Star Wars A New Hope. So Luke, Khan, Leia, the Re- leading the Rebel Alliance, all that stuff. Um, and that's supposed to uh, ship in January. Uh, then the second book they have will be Star Wars Darth Vader, and it will be written by Kieran Gillen, who it does Uncanny X-Men, Journey into Mystery. It's really good titles there. And like Star Wars, it picks up after the events of A New Hope, but it shows the, you know basically the Empire side of the story, which I thought was kind of cool. So you kind of get two comics that are going to have their own things going back and forth. Um, and then the final one is, which kind of sucked, but I guess we can see what happens is um, a five-issue miniseries 
called Star Wars Princess Leia. Uh, although Mark Wade is going to be writing this one from Daredevil and Indestructible Hulk. Hmm. Um, and uh, like the other series, it picks up after New Hope and sees Leia, a trained diplomat and rebel agent, coming to terms with the destruction of her, peace, of her peaceful homeworld, Alderaan. And that's supposed to arrive in March, while Star Wars Darth Vader arrives in February. So the first three months of 2015, we should see uh, some, uh, some new Star Wars comics, which works because 2015, you're going to have that. You're going to have the new Star Wars Celebration Convention in Anaheim, California. And then you're going to, at the end of the year, we have the new episode uh, seven. So that should definitely be interesting. Yeah. Um, once, I, I guess you can't say it's a surprise, but not, but, you know, going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy for me was one of those things that I looked at. I was like, oh man, that's going to be such a gamble for Marvel. Because they haven't done anything space-based ever. Yeah. So, but apparently it's... Oh, did you hear, dude? It actually scored 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. With the movie? Yeah. No one's even seen it yet. The critics have. They, they take the critics' reviews. Oh, no shit. And it scored 100%. What the fuck? I know, dude. I was like, what the fuck? And so I guess Marvel... I have never seen 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Oh, I know. Uh, but uh, I guess Marvel feels very confident. They've announced the second movie, July 28, 2017. And James Gunn is coming back to write and direct the sequel, too. That's when you know you have balls. Yeah. We've announced the sequel to a movie that hasn't been released yet. Mm -hmm. Bitch. Exactly. Like, damn. That's like, okay. See, that's where you see like Kevin Feige drops the mic, walks off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I thought was interesting, too, is that uh, going into Comic-Con, um, uh, Marvel announced, like, what was it, six new release dates for upcoming movies, mm -hmm. but no movies attached to them. So everybody thought, ooh, cool, Comic-Con, we're going to probably figure out what Phase 3 is. Nope. They just said, this a movie's going to come out on this day. Yeah. So, Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys will be happy when it comes out. But, Doctor uh, Strange, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Did you hear about that? I did. You know what? Say what you want about Joaquin Phoenix. He is a good actor. Oh, so, I, I, I mean, I, he might be able to pull that off. I, I mean, you know, when I, I, I wrote a piece about that on there, it's the fact that after I saw him in Walk the Line, I yeah. became a Joaquin fan. I love that movie. And, uh, and then we just, uh, I just saw a movie with um, Heather, uh, The Master. Where he did with him and Philip Seymour Hoffman, and it's loosely based on the um, Scientology, and um, really, really good movie. Like he, and then her, and all that. And when I heard Walking Face, I was like, I can see that. I can totally see him doing that. That would be awesome if it works out. I, I would totally, I would totally be on board with that. Um, another one that came out, uh, another trailer. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, Arrow season three. Shit's going to get real next season. Um, you know, it seems like, you know, we've got uh, got a lot of Black Canaries back, and we have a bunch. It looks like also we may be getting an introduction of the Oracle. Looks that way. Mm. If it happens in season three. Also, Raz al Ghul appear, is going to appear in, this, in the season three, as well as uh, uh, Brandon Routh, who's going to play... Um, uh, the Atom. 
uh, Ray. Oh, they're gonna play. They're gonna play me in a movie. Yeah, yeah, the Adam. Yeah. They gotta morph into you. <laughs> <laughs> and play Minecraft or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ray. He's gonna come on board as Ray Palmer. So, they kind of they kind of were going for broke. Uh, uh, the star Stephen Amwell is saying like he goes. Yeah, he goes, well, I mean, since the Marvel TV series, or the Marvel, I mean, the DC films are not going to be based in uh, the TV world, he goes, we'll have our own Justice League on TV. And I was like, dude, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. actually, actually kind of interested in that, because that would be cool. If yeah, they had, like, the Justice League movie, but then they had the television version. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just, I don't mind when there's different variations of things. Yeah, because sometimes, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool because, you know, they're going to do different stuff in the TV version. And I mean, but, uh, I mean, they're already, comp- uh, rumors are going around that they're they're contemplating a, a Suicide Squad spinoff from Arrow. Um, so, I mean, hey. Uh, is, is Harley Quinn coming back to the television? Well, they she was supposed to be in the finale, but they had ended up cutting the scene. I guess they're supposed to, there's going to be, because I think they said she deserves something bigger than that little tidbit they were giving her in the You're damn right. So I think they haven't said if they've cast it or if they will, so we'll see. It's because Harley Quinn, who is one of the everyone's favorite female comic book characters, bitches, has never been seen in a in a real life like form. Yeah. Because it's always cartoon or comic. She's so comic bookish. Even beyond yeah. the Joker. Like the Joker She's she's a like she does things that don't make sense, <laughs> the big ass hammer she carries yeah. around and shit, you know. So it's um, yeah, she yeah that that that's a good way of putting it, huh? Like she's just so she's larger than life. Yeah, if you're playing everything to reality, you got to kind of be careful how you would play. She like point. jumps off of bridges and shit and lands on her feet, like just silly yeah. shit like that. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, I mean, she's even bigger than the Joker. You know, so because you can even take the joke. Well, we've seen it. You can take the Joker and make him real life. But Harley Quinn, a little harder to do. Um, perplexing, perplexing. Very perplexing. I'll uh, make her. So I, I think if they're going to do her, I think they're going to do her right. Because I think if they go, well, if we tease her, then we have to commit to it. Yeah. So you have to kind of be careful, you know, uh, because then the summer would be like, who's, who's going to be Harley Quinn? Who's going to be Har- Harley Quinn? Like uh, Once Upon a Time when they teased elsa yeah you have to commit to it now so we'll see the thing they have to find an actress that can perfectly portray like crazy and funny but a hundred percent of the time dangerous yeah which is hard yeah i would think like i saw something there was a there was a little bit of a strip online and they had harley quinn talking to uh green arrow and he's like this is this is my uh she goes, this is a weird place. And he goes, this, and she's in like handcuffs. And he's like, this is my home. She goes, what do you call this? He goes, I call this uh, uh, the Quinn Cave, the Quinn Cave, or something like that. She's oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells it. He, she says, you should call it the Quiver or whatever. Yeah, and he's like, that is actually kind of good. <laughs> and the whole, and the whole time she just looks bored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we also have the. It was also released a five-minute Family Guy Simpsons crossover episode, which is supposed to uh, premiere in September. Um, it's not like a clip. It's just a five-minute kind of montage. Uh, it's an hour episode. Um, so 
Oh, it is an hour episode. I yeah. see. I thought it was just a standard half an hour episode. No, I think it's a half. It's an hour crossover. Well, then five minutes isn't that big of a deal. Like, yeah. I was thinking like five minutes of a twenty-one minute, you know, after <laughs> yeah. commercial. Like, what the fuck? But um, you know, one thing that that I was realizing, this would be ultra nerd. Why is Family Guy and The Simpsons in the same universe, but Futurama isn't? I know, right? Because it's already been confirmed that Futurama isn't in the same universe as The Simpsons. Because in both The Simpsons and Futurama, they've seen, like, uh, Futurama, for example, they, they found um, in the trash old Bart Simpson dolls, mm. like you would buy at the store. Oh, and okay. then the only time that the two crossed in a comic book, they, Futurama, they had to go through a dimensional gateway <laughs> to get there. So mm. it, it's already been confirmed that they're not in the same universe, but Family Guy is. Right. So it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, the the you've watched the clip, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I my like I like where they're like, where are we? And then you hear the Simpson music in his Springfield. What state is that in? I don't think we're allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. It just, I mean, to me, it doesn't really seem all that impressive. I mean, it's just Family Guy. It's just going to be a couple of gags. I mean, it's 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 a little too late yeah. to be a big deal. But the um at the end when the they're they're crashing or whatever and they're going over the gorge and and the, Peter's like, I think we're going to make it. And Homer's like, Trust me, we won't. <laughs> yeah. Like the little throwbacks to the old school Simpsons right. is going to be funny. I think that it's not. It's going to be mostly Simpsons jokes though. Oh yeah. Well, what he says, he goes, my um, pasty friend. Here's a pastry, my pasty friend. Yeah. So like they're making notations to their coloring and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean. Uh... <laughs> the, the, dude, the prank call. That I was just going to get to that. That was funny because he had Bart Simpson do his typical yeah. Moe's Tavern thing. Yeah. And then Stewie's like, oh, let me t- try. He picks up the phone. He goes, yeah, your sister's being raped. And then he just hangs <laughs> up the phone. And, Bart, just... and Bart's looking at him like. Dude, <laughs> it kind of it kind of puts it into perspective though that Family Guy goes way farther yeah. than The Simpsons does in in terms of uh, comedy. Right. So I thought that yeah, there was some classic bits in there, and and then of course you're gonna have the Homer uh, Peter fight, which is yeah, funny. it didn't really say why they were fighting. I think, no, but hey, th- be careful. There's a kid on. Oh no, it did. It did say why they were fighting. Oh, yeah, because of Duff the beer Duff. thing. The beer yeah. Thing. Yeah, where he's like, there's a kid on board. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> he flies out the fucking side. It's, I think I'll watch it. It's It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But it's, watch it. if it was like a decade sooner, it would have been a big deal. <laughs> like, people would have been freaking out. Yeah. But it's it's just, it takes so long for them to do shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm curious too. The Simpsons is in no danger of being canceled. However, I don't know a single person that watches it. Oh, yeah, huh? Like, everyone I asked, they go, I used to watch it. Yeah, everybody used to watch it, so. Does anyone watch The Simpsons? I don't know. I used to watch it. I'm one of those people, so I don't know. If, if I'm channel surfing, which is rare, I don't watch TV, and it's there, I might stop and watch it. But yeah, I'll look for something better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean the humor nowadays it's it's kind of just it's not that the humor's bad. It's an old it's an older form of humor. Right. Like the delivery and and that's what I'm saying with the family guy versus 
the Simpsons. The Family Guy. Family Guy's getting a little stale too, but oh yeah, it's it's a little more modern than the Simpsons. The Simpsons formula formula has not changed since the eighties. Yeah. It's always the same, you know. So I mean, I think maybe there's people that watch it from the eighties, like just it's their, it's like the. The, the Carson show like you just you watch The Simpsons when it comes it's on it's Ed Sullivan it's Sunday night we need to watch The Simpsons <laughs> um, last... I bet every, everyone's just recording it on their DVR but they never watch it yeah I know That's I, was like, oh, I gotta take that off my DVR <laughs> <laughs> but it's The Simpsons yeah. well <laughs> and uh, lastly we're gonna talk about is the final Hobbit trailer well the trailer for the final film <laughs> not the final trailer um, uh, I haven't even seen the second one yet, dude. I, I I I own the second one. I haven't watched it yet. I like the first one. The first one was good. The first one was awesome. And uh, I haven't seen the second one yet. But what is interesting is that people are over there. If if you read it online, like like people were saying the panel was okay. It was kind of you know everybody's kind of somber. It's like yeah, they finished filming the movies. There's not another one unless they do, <laughs> you know, one of Tolkien's other works. The, you know the Sumerian uh, or something right. they they um yeah there's nothing to hype up about right. they're just hey we're done yeah this is it this is the final movie uh this is to be the last one you'll see before you know next comic-con so hey and um they're saying and then the trailer kind of put a somber mode on it of course it did do you know the the, the, the core of that film is the big final battle i knew i knew from the beginning that the third one was going to get real because if if you split it up, because the Hobbit itself is actually split up into three acts. That's what people don't realize. Like it's not that long of a book, but the, it's there's three distinct stories being told, mm-hmm. and they the, they start and end, and then another one happens and it happens. Um, the third part of the Hobbit is, I mean, Smog is not. He has no mercy. Like he is literally destroying fucking every. He's yeah. killing women and children and just fucking. And it's, Being a dragon. and it's Benedict Cumberbatch voicing the dragon. Yeah. So, you know shit's real. <laughs> Fucking Bilbo's going to drop to his knees and go, God! <laughs> you can see Bilbo go, Sherlock! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, overall, I have to really say no real major surprises at Comic-Con. Um, there never are anymore. Yeah, I think too many people are... And, and Adam brought up that there were a lot of leaks beforehand. Even that, though, I mean, if nobody had leaked the list of DC movies and no one announced it, there'd be no, there'd be nothing on it. Yeah. You know, um, but for me, it's kind of like people. And as this is what kind of surprised me, like a lot of news, a lot of big things were happening before the con. Like you were getting the press announcements. It's like, why not save that for the convention? You know, it's like. You know, everybody's going to be there. Everybody's going to report on it. Why not do it then? I don't, it, it just seems um, you get such a constant flow of rumors and news now, and it's so in the forefront. It, it's not even exciting anymore. Yeah. Like, it's rare. You know, I think the last thing that really, like, I was like, oh, shit, was when I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Even when I heard they were making the Batman Superman film, I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but I expected it was going to happen because right. I think I think we said we were talking about before, before that even they announced it months before they announced it. Yeah, and I said they should do a Batman Superman next because blah blah blah. Yeah, you and I talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, we were, it, 
we were saying that they needed to do that because they were the formation of the Justice League. Yeah, because that would be the starting point. Right. But the thing is, we're not fucking geniuses. That's just the common sense step to move forward. So I think that's the problem is that now that popular culture is... Uh, let, let, let me fix that. We are... Right. Yeah. We, I apologize. Yeah. I'm being humble. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, let's just be real. I, Everybody right. knows that. Everybody that's listening to that knows we... I'm also incredibly fucking handsome and have a huge dick. But, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to bring that shit up. Bro, you know. You know. So, Ladies. um... <laughs> uh, but, um, the main... See, I don't even remember the fucking point I was trying to make, you dick. And it was a good no, point. It was, it was simply just by the fact that, you know, for, that, for those steps that were logical. Oh, I remember. Now that I feel popular culture is such a mixed bag now where the comic book world, the book world, the movie world, the TV world, everything is mixed into one thing. And it's all current stuff because information moves so quickly now. Right. We're not talking about something that was cool 10 years ago. We're talking about something that's cool right fucking now. So it's harder to get shocked because you, you're in the middle of it. Right. I mean, if you tell me um, – if you tell me like, oh, they're – I don't know. Wonder Woman's going to be in Batman versus Superman. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. Because they've had a love triangle before. I know all that fucking information. It's not new information to me. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it's cool. But it's not shocking. It's not It's not making anybody go, oh, shit. I'm sure there are people who don't know about right. comic books and stuff. But um, Gail get it, though, in that outfit. I mean, that's what, really what we have to end with. I'm surprised. I, I, mean, there'll be, I mean, there'll be more than a love triangle. There'll be an octagon. They're going to Statue of Liberty, Wonder Woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But, you know, and, and yeah, for me, it's just like, even now, like I, I was talking to Heather about going next year, about like, you know, we should go next year and, and, and you know, talking to John about it. And it was kind of like, even going, you know, I if I would go for the four days, two of those days I would actually do panels, like stuff that I wanted to check out. Not even just stuff that like, oh my god, I gotta see what. It's just just to go, and see that. But the other two days, I would spend on the floor. Yeah. It's like I would like to spend on the floor, or even if I do just one day of panels, and then do the floors, and then do the outside shit. You know, it would just be stuff. It would be stuff like that. Like to me, it's slowly becoming more of the experience, and not more so much of the. You know, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna find out news and stuff like that. Because obviously, they're not breaking any news. So, you know, we'll. we'll I heard the to... I heard the DC booth was fucking intense this year. Oh, it's it like, seems to get worse and worse every year. No, I'm saying DC was putting on a show, dude. Because fucking yeah, every year DC's booth gets bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like in the middle of the fucking convention. It's yeah. gonna be just the whole yeah. There's Hall H, which is the D- the DC booth now. <laughs> yeah, and the Marvel booth is just the Avengers booth. Yeah, like they don't even talk about anything else. Well, like they talk they, about whatever movies coming out. Yeah, on all the on all of those booths, are just all have the uh, the autograph section. So yeah, you know that's, that's what I like about the DC booth though, is because they don't forget of the other shit too. Mm-hmm. So you, when we went, we went in the DC booth and it was huge, and you had like one corner was talking about that 
I think Batman Arkham City was going to come out. Oh, right, right. We're right, talking right. about that. They had a little display going on. In the center was all the toys. Yeah. You know, DC Direct stuff. And then in one cor- in two corners, there were comics. And then they were talking about a movie in the other corner. Like, they, they cover everything. Yeah. You know, and then when you step out of there, you see Marvel set up. And it literally was just about the Avengers. It wasn't about anything else. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I mean, that's cool. We're, we're hyped about the Avengers, but Marvel does other things. Yeah. You know, so I, I think DC recognizes their fan base a little bit better at Comic Con, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this one is. I, I, we are going to have our This Bitch uh, segment this week uh, simply because it fits with the topic at hand. Uh, this week's This Bitch is San Diego Comic Con. Uh, over the For weekend, not giving me a free ticket. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm going to read this story from uh, theouthousers.com. And uh, uh, so here, I'm just going to read this right now. Uh, we've learned that the San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest comic com- the comic event of the year, has allegedly sent a cease and desist order to the smaller Salt Lake, Salt Lake Comic-Con over the term use of the term Comic-Con which according to SLCC, SDCC is claiming that as their trademark. SLCC responded in their press release printed uh, claiming that Comic-Con is a generalized trademark and anyone should be allowed to use it. You can view a copy of the letter on their site. But in the press release, they said uh, SLCC uh, founder Brian Brandenburg explained, uh, explained his case. San Diego Comic-Con International is threatening not only us, but all of the other Comic-Cons by trying to prohibit uh, them from using the term for their events. San Diego Comic-Con attempted to trademark Comic-Con in 1995, and the application failed. Furthermore, precedence for the mark Comic-Con was set when Denver Comic-Con received a trademark for their convention on November 26, 2013. Nobody owns the words Comic-Con, short for Comic Convention, and the United States Patent and Trademark Offices has already ruled. So, uh, and of course, you know, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con wanted to, uh, was challenging uh, the, here's uh, San Diego Comic-Con International is asserting intellectual property infringement for use of the name Comic-Con, alleging hundreds of comic conventions around the country and the world already using the words comic cons for their shows. Uh, ap- so apparently they're on the cease and desist order is uh, the San Diego one says this, uh, the cease and desist order is baseless and have been attempted before by the organization and has failed. Our preliminary concern is our fans and making sure we have provided them with the event that allows them to meet, greet, and get up close and personal with their favorite celebrities and pop culture icons. Um, I don't really understand why they're doing this. Like why you're trying to trademark comic con, because I guarantee you, nobody is going to confuse the San Diego comic con with Salt Lake city or Denver or Phoenix, you know, well, you, or can't, Long you Beach. can't, you can't trademark a literal, a literal name for something yeah. like common comic convention because Comic-Con's an abbreviation, so Comic Convention is a literal title of what it is. As I say, I'm going to copyright the word cup, right? so you can't call anything a cup anymore. Yeah. It sounds like an Apple lawsuit, for Christ's sake. Like, you can't, it's just, you can't do it. It doesn't make any sense. The world would be insane if yeah. you did that. 
Well, it was like Facebook trying to trademark, um, what was it, uh, Post and all the other little nuances they had. Yeah, everything. and it was words and, that have been around long before. Yeah, and yeah. the trademark and the trademark offices are like, um, no, <laughs> their definitions you can find them in the dictionary. <laughs> you know, they're so stupid. So I don't. I mean, it's just obviously they're just trying to. They're just tr they're throwing their dick around because they think. Everybody comes to us, so we can own it. No, you can't. Nope. No. You're just um, a bitch. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I built this computer, so I was thinking about copywriting the word computer. Yeah. And this yeah. on on Sunday, this is what Comic Con International said. Uh, we are the registered owner of the Comic Con trademark and confusingly similar variants. Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh, when confusion arises with regard to our name, we are obligated to protect our mark. But it doesn't make it like why single out Salt Lake? Yeah, like every other con calls themselves a Comic Con. Yeah, I mean there's other cons like WonderCon stuff like that. But I mean every most every Comic Con convention is is Comic Con. It just says the city in front of it. And I doubt everybody. I and I seriously doubt anybody's going to confuse San Diego Comic Con with any other con. Yeah, People it's not that, like when I'm going to go to Comic Con uh, downtown. The San Diego Comic Cons in Phoenix? No, <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, and SDCC is San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that uh, and it was particularly fitting that they were this week's this bitch. So, if you'd like to recommend a this bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/thelazygeeks, or mention it to us on Twitter at thelazygeeks, one word, using the hashtag this bitch. Um, and if you don't know what a hashtag is, it's shift three. Is uh, uh, is the appropriate <laughs> symbol? Uh, pound the pound button. <laughs> yeah, what used to be called the pound button, it's now the hashtag button. Uh, you can even email it to us at the website thelazygeeks.com. All right, before heading out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show: iTunes, the website, or Lipson. We are even on Stitcher now, so let us know how um, how we're doing, and we can see if you're full of shit. If you actually have a point, uh, we have a bunch of social media too. We're on Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. You can go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and we have links to all our various social media havens. Uh, that is it for this extended edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast, Comic-Con special. So remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. So until next time, <gasps> peace out. <laughs>